0: Dallas Cowboys offensive tackle Tyron Smith is expected to miss most of the 2022 NFL season. What does that mean for the Dallas Cowboys? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast.
1: You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily
0: Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Locked On. on. Locked On. Locked On Cowboys. Locked On
0: Cowboys. Welcome back to the On Cowboys podcast, part of the On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. Today's episode is brought to you by Brightco, Brightco Jewelry and Watch Insurance. Brightco brings you comprehensive, fast, and affordable jewelry insurance for as low as $5 per month. Check out your special offer for Locked On uh, Cowboys listeners and get under, covered in under two minutes at brightco forward slash locked on. That is bright.co forward slash locked on. I am Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. He is Landon McCool. Follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, what's going on, sir? <laughs>
1: <laughs> not much. I mean, not tons. Obviously, we've got a lot to get into uh, uh- you know, just trying to kind of get through the day with this Tyron Smith injury. It's, it's obviously devastating.
0: Yeah. And there's a lot of different angles that we're going to, we're going to cover here, but let's, let's first start with the news. And just in case you haven't heard, Tyron Smith was hurt in the team's Wednesday practice. It was really the last practice before they kind of broke training camp all together. Cowboys obviously have a preseason game on Friday. He went down awkwardly, And it's been now announced that he has some kind of, it's like a hamstring or kneecap injury. Cowboys aren't even sure if he's going to have surgery yet. I saw Jerry Jones on first take said that hasn't been decided. Ian Rappaport says it has regardless. sounds like he's going to miss most of, if not the entire 2022 season. It's an absolutely brutal injury for Smith and the Cowboys.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's just no way around it. Uh, Obviously, at a spot where they had, you know, not a lot of depth already. We were already trying to figure out exactly what the depth plan was. Um, And I think, you know, this is... There are lots of people out there rightfully upset with the front office that they didn't get this situation resolved earlier. But I have to say, like, this is worst-case scenario for the timing of this. Like, I, I think that... You know, you could you could make the argument that the Cowboys had a plan for if Tyron Smith got into the season and missed a game or two. But to be injured for multiple months before the season even starts, obviously, really, really screws up, you know, the multiple backup plans and plans they had in place. I mean, you know, look, I I think there is obviously a lot to be said about the idea that the Cowboys uh, you know, have people say haven't done very much. I mean, they drafted two offensive tackles in the last three offensive tackles if you count Tyler Smith in the last two years. Uh, and if this injury had happened two months from now, three months from now, the Cowboys would probably be in a much better spot to handle this. But unfortunately, since it happened where it is, the Cowboys are looking down a, a, a black hole of options that left tackle, which are not great. Uh, we'll go over them. Uh, but I, I it's just it's just an incredibly unfortunate situation for the Cowboys, for uh, Tyron Smith, obviously. Well, uh, it's one of those involved. things
0: where the timing almost could be worse, right? If this happens in June, right, during minicamp, okay, now you have the whole summer. You have training yeah. camp to get ready, um, and you can start bringing in options. But if it happens week seven okay, now maybe at that point you kind of see what Tyler Smith is doing, you see what the available guys are out there, and you're just trying to get somebody to get you through the rest of the season. Happening now, you know, a day before your last preseason game, throws a monkey wrench in this whole thing. Like almost everything you practice on the left side of the offensive line this year, got to kind of throw it away. You're just starting over with two weeks before week one.
1: Yeah, I mean, because I think you can, you know, look, like you can – you can be upset with the overall plan and and obviously hindsight's 2020 with the Lale Collins situation, but it's like, it, it's, it's really just an incredibly unfortunate situation and, and it leaves the Cowboys in kind of the middle of the road sort of solution. Like where do you kind of go from here? I think, yeah. and we'll get into all the different things that, yeah. that we could do, but, but the problem is, is that there's not like a perfect fit and, and it's not as simple as, Oh, well, No, there's not going to be a perfect
0: answer. It's just what's the least bad option, right? Yeah, to Uh, be honest. I want to get to those options, but before that. So the Cowboys had a practice on Tuesday before, Mm -hmm. and Michael Parsons had an incredible spin move on Tyron Smith that everybody went wild about. I was actually (laughs) DMing with uh, another Cowboys writer. I don't even need to say who it was, but I said it looks like Tyron Smith has no flexibility left in his lower body. Like, he's just struggling to bend anymore. He thought the same thing. And then we saw a tweet from James Slater this morning where it sounds like the Cowboys were already concerned about that. They said he had a chronic uh, ankle injury that he he re-injured in camp, um, that they were already worried about some of the lower body flexibility. So maybe we shouldn't be surprised that something like this happened.
1: I got to say like that video um, that we, that is kind of circulating around about his, with his injury, it was not a great video because of the angle, unfortunately, but to me, I thought that when, when I first saw it, I thought it was his ankle because if you watch the video, his ankle kind of goes underneath his leg. Right. Yeah. And I think that ultimately what happened is that, you know, as, as someone who actually, I have a bad ankle that I, I got from football in, in, in high yeah. school and and what happens to me, and I, I don't know, this is similar to him, is that, you know, because it's weaker, it'll turn underneath you a lot easier. Like there will yeah. be times when I'm walking and you know, it just kind of uh, I fold, you know, because my ankle just doesn't land right. I'm wondering if that's what happened to him, and then like the stretching of his leg, you know, kind of in in that whole process, is what made him kind of do a weird turn of his leg of his of his leg and that that obviously kind of was what ripped off the hamstring i'm not a doctor but i I, yeah look i will tell you that they will tell you that a lot of those lower body stuff you know can kind of be chained to each other and, and when you're overcompensating and that sort of thing that's when injury happens so it's terrible i mean it's maybe yeah maybe this was something that was kind of developing as as tyron
0: was trying to work through some stuff uh but I yeah mean, I mean, his body has gone through so much yeah. on top of all the surgeries and everything that he's had i mean he's he's been an nfl player for over a decade now right like that in itself is gonna wear your body down so it, it's devastating part of me wonders if he'll ever play again just because of how serious this knee injury is um jerry jones seems to be optimistic that he will um We'll see. I I do want to tell you a quick story about how I found out about all this news starting from last night. But before we do that, I want to tell you about Britco. Actually, I've had a friend who uh, is getting into the ad, but who was proposing to his then girlfriend at the time uh, at the top of a Ferris wheel. Dropped the ring, went all (laughs) the way down the Ferris wheel, couldn't couldn't find it. uh, And he ended up losing all that money. But if he would have been partnered with somebody like Britco, uh, he would have been okay. You don't want to be that guy, and you certainly don't want to be the guy that's splattered all over the internet. The guys at Britco uh, Jewelry Insurance will make sure that you get a replacement for a full value of that ring, no matter if it's lost, stolen, or you just can't figure out what happened to it. Go to bright.co, again, forward slash locked on. It's the fastest and easiest way to cover your butt with the best jewelry insurance in the business. These guys at Brightco are absolute geniuses. They made insurance buying for your uh, engagement ring, watch, whatever. It's just so easy. It's only two minutes on the phone. They get the absolute best deal. Bright.co forward slash locked on. We all hate insurance. These guys at Brightco have turned the whole experience around, and it's probably the easiest thing you could do for yourself. No excuses. Five bucks a month. Two minutes on the phone. Check it out. Bright.co forward slash lockdown. All right. So quick story before we talk about the options. Yeah, let's hear it. I was at the circus last night with my, my wife and my daughter. And as the whole thing's wrapping up, I, I get a, a message on my phone to watch this video of Tyron getting hurt. My, my daughter's having fun. We're walking out of these circus and I'm like doom scrolling on Twitter she puts the the little red nose on me. I have the sad clown look <laughs> the entire time I'm doing the, the podcast. Yeah, so I got, got tears coming down my eyes. I got the red nose on. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, well, it was not God. great. Well, it
1: was not great.
0: So That's amazing. It was a long day. I took a nice big sleeping pill. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to just relax, sleep off this bad news. It can't be all that bad, right? So, I, I wake up late this morning and – Twitter is burnt down. So there you go. That's how I started off. That's last night into this morning. So I, I
1: I fielded a bunch of questions as much as I could last night, and then I figured that I needed to go to bed to rest up to yeah to deal with you in the morning. So because
0: <laughs> I, I yeah. So I've got thoughts in this whole what should the Cowboys do thing, and I'm still trying to process it. So I'm gonna talk mm-hmm. through it, and you t- you tell me where you're at. Okay. All right. Yeah. Let's hear it. Everything that we've been saying all offseason is it feels like the Cowboys are looking at 2023 as their window in their year, right? So part of me wonders, like, what's wh- if, if that's the goal? Why spend 12, 10 12 million on an Eric Fisher? Why trade a draft pick and spend money on an Isaiah Win? When it's pretty clear that the plan is to, anyways, just have Tyler Smith be the left tackle. When you draft an offensive lineman in the first round, you need that guy to be become a tackle. Unless they're going to be an all-pro level guard like Zach Martin, they need to be a good tackle. I, I think instead of waiting around, hoping maybe two years from now Tyler Smith develops into a left tackle, just put him out there. Have it tra- be trial by fire. We've already seen Mike McCarthy say that Connor McGovern is probably going to be your week one starter after his fantastic camp. I think it's probably the best way to get your five best offensive linemen on the field, and let's go. I mean, that's that's at least where I'm at at this point. I, I'm willing to take the lumps with Tyler Smith at left tackle to at least find out where we're at.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that that's kind of what they have to do, either that or some combination of that plus bringing in a veteran here. Like, uh, I think you you need – I thought I think that Tyler Smith was your backup at left tackle solution that they've been working on.
0: Yeah, but I now think you think just now, need somebody that can still be your swing tackle, well, right? No, Tyler so yeah, you, you,
1: you got to figure out the swing tackle now in in a more urgent fashion, right? Because I think look, you can say what you want and I've been saying this with everyone as much as everyone's complaining about this. The Cowboys did have contingency plans for Tyler for Tyron Smith just not, you know, before the season having a career-ending type of injury, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, they have all these guys that they want to develop. It's just the problem is they wanted to develop them a lot slower than this. In fact, they wanted Tyler Smith to potentially play the entire season out as left guard without having to deal with it. But I 100% agree with you. You, You've invested at the position already. It's time to take the lumps and and kick him out there and, and just see what he can do. I still think that you probably, like I said, need to bring in a veteran, like just oh, yeah. as a, as a swing tackle. Whether option. it's Ty Nisecki or Daryl Williams or somebody like that, right? I'm still, now I'm more on board with the Isaiah Wynn trade idea simply because I think, look, worst worst case scenario, he could be your starter at left tackle. If he's no good, then you could still kick him inside the guard. He, he would be a good left left sure. guard. Uh, and then you could kick McGovern back to kind of the more versatile swing interior type and go from there. Uh, look, I, I, I think I understand the sky is falling aspect of this right now. I hate this. I, it I think it's, it's, awful. it's, it's it, it potentially could wreck the entire Cowboy season. Like let's, you want me to go full worst case scenario. This could be the, you know, kind of, biggest tipping domino towards a really terrible season for the Cowboys. There's absolutely no way around, you know, that, that being a possibility. There's also another possibility where the Cowboys kick Tyler Smith out. McGovern continues to develop the way he does. They take their lumps with Tyler Smith. You see a bunch of 12 personnel. You see a bunch of seven, six man protection schemes in the early part of the season as he's learning the position. And then eventually he, he, develops into something decent and the Cowboys get on with the rest of their season and take advantage of the fact that they have a terrible schedule this year and still manage to
0: pull this out. So I I just think that the Terrence steel, the way the Terrence Steele season played out in 2020, where it was bad, like exactly did not play well. However, it ultimately ended up being a good thing because in 2021, when you did need him, he already had a thousand snaps under his belt. Now that we know that Tyron Smith is going to be gone for – I'm just calling it the whole season. I would be absolutely floored if he played a regular season game for them this year. I just – I would be. It's time to look forward. It's time to think about what's the best long-term scenario. And I think it's playing Tyler Smith at left tackle. And I know it's going to be sloppy, and there's probably going to have a lot of holding calls, and it's going to – the footwork is going to be clunky. But I'd rather – I'd rather live with that hoping for something that he continues to improve than okay, let's see if Eric Fisher isn't completely washed and if he can be a top twenty-five left tackle in the NFL.
1: Or Jason Peters or see
0: if Mitch Schwartz let's, let's wants have to come a 40-year-old of... injury prone tackle come out and play and let's pay him a bunch of money. Like that I don't I don't get it. Uh, and that's kind of my pushback to this, like,
1: you know, uh what why didn't the Cowboys do more? beforehand it's like what would you have had them do because none of these options are good none of these options are all these options include paying a lot of money or giving up assets to get another person on this team who may just be as bad or just as injured as anybody else that's on this team um and so that's why i do think that you need you need a vet because you need somebody to kind of compete for that swing tackle position but i i think as far as getting the most talented folks on the field you know short of a trade for somebody, your best bet, most likely, is to kick out your your young tackle and see if he's, you know, ready to do that. And look, I, I will point out that he played obviously 23 games of left tackle in college. He, yeah, uh, you know, he's playing on the left side at guard, so a lot of the run footwork is exactly the same at tackle
0: as it is at guard. Uh, you you know, did the, work the... a little bit out in practice, not during camp, but during offseason stuff, mini camps, rookie camp, that kind of stuff so he has
1: familiarity it's not like a huge huge jump back and a lot of the techniques he's learned in the offseason he will still have to use in, in at left tackle when he gets out there it's it's a terrible solution oh, it's, it's it's not yeah. it's not the, it's not best ideal but we're we're past looking for ideal solutions in in this situation so uh, i think that that's the solution that actually provides at least some upside Right, because at the very least, you get you start to go through the situation where he's taking his lumps, he's learning, he's developing. Maybe by midseason, you've got something at left tackle. Uh, I, I mean, that's not necessarily a guarantee by any stretch of the imagination, but I think that I would rather go with the younger situation that will continue to get better as the season goes on than a older offensive tackle who would deteriorate as the season goes.
0: Yes, I, 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 because you're hoping at that point you're hoping for improvement, right? And you, the belief is that hey, the more he plays, maybe the better he gets. At least that's gives you somewhat hope. I just, I, I I don't get the Eric Fisher thing or that Jason Peters too, especially anymore. Like those guys aren't going to be able to last anyways. Like the reason they're available is because they get hurt all the time, right? Like Eric Fisher is a free agent because he popped his Achilles a year and a half ago, and he did not play well when he returned. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, like I said, I I don't think
1: there wasn't a good solution yesterday before this injury happened. There's not a good solution. Now. The only difference is, is that you're more desperate now. So you are willing to kind of open up the book, but, but again, that doesn't mean the solutions are better. That just means that you're willing to take more risk yep. to try to solve the problem, which means that you could actually dig yourself into a bigger hole by signing a 40 year old left tackle who turns around and gets injured in, in week one. You know it's like? I, I did I, see
0: this potential solution. Um, somebody asked I Actually, it wasn't somebody. It was uh, John McClain from the Houston Chronicle suggested. What about Larry Tunsell for a first round pick? Here's Tunsil's I mean, do- cap numbers. Okay. Uh, his actually base salary this year is one million. Uh so that's all that the Cowboys would have to pay this year. The next year is $18.5 and I mean You're gonna you're gonna have to pay a first round pick. I'm just telling you straight up. Now he's 28 years old.
1: I, I, I that's tough. That's, that's it's the gonna be a first round a pick.
0: Hmm. But that's I mean, now you're you're really invested in your offensive line, but it's a really good player.
1: Yeah, I and mean, the, the part that really kind of makes that rough is that that now you're really talking about truly making Tyler Smith a full time guard. Like, Probably. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a talent upgrade. You know, it, it at least puts you on par with with what you had previous to Tyler uh, to tyron getting injured. Um yeah i mean it's it's a heavy price to pay to be sure but i, I don't know I, I think it's something to kick around maybe you can I, I think, you, I think
0: <laughs> you do that trade if we are in week six and it's just clear that tyler smith is too big of a problem at left tackle to even compete in games kind of like where the cowboys were at with the wide receiver situation 2018 where it's hey the rest of the roster is good but the wide receivers are so bad that it's actively hurting us from winning games like that's that's when you probably entertain the tonsil idea, at least to me. Yeah. I I
1: think, you know, it's, it's a lot to ask. It solves the problem, but it's still, it's a
0: lot to ask. It's a lot to ask. Uh, All right. We're going to continue to talk about this whole (laughs) offensive tackle, left tackle situation for the Cowboys. But before we do that, I want to tell you about LinkedIn. As you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders LinkedIn jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free, create a free job posted minutes on LinkedIn jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job in the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. So your network can help you find the right people to hire simple tools like screening questions, make it easy to focus on candidates With just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. And did you know that every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That is LinkedIn.com slash NFL. To post your job for free, terms and conditions apply. All right, um, you were being Mr. Doom and Gloom a few minutes ago. Can <laughs> I be Mr. <laughs> Mr. Optimistic for a little bit? Yeah,
1: sure. Yeah, I love the role change here. This is great.
0: There are teams in the NFL last year and previous seasons that have had worse offensive line situations yes. and still accomplished the goals that they wanted to get done. Right, like having your left tackle out is not necessarily something that's going to absolutely kill you. We saw last year in the NFC championship game, the Rams were starting Joseph Noteboom, Rob. Havenstein, who's a good player. Uh, we saw the Bengals were starting. Geez, I don't know. It was Isaiah Prince at right tackle. They lost their right tackle Riley reef early on in the season. We've even seen the Cowboys like last year without Tyron Smith win a lot of games. Now, you have to have the rest of your team overcome it, Um, but I do feel with Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy, they are far better and more willing to adapt their offensive game plan because of offensive line play than the previous coaching staff. At this point, Landon, Tyron Smith has played 13 games over the last two years. Kellen Moore is pretty used to him not being available at left tackle. I I would think this would be the best prepared they would be to not have Tyron on the field, so I'm not, I'm not completely ruling them out. Plus, on top of that, the betting markets, which you know are pretty predictive, have not moved an inch since the Tyron news. The Cowboys are still the favorites to win the NFC. Their win total, actually, in the last like week or so, has gone up from nine and a half to ten. The betting markets don't believe that this injury changes all that much for the Cowboys.
1: I don't think it does. I'm. I... I think it's going to have a major effect in how the Cowboys play. I don't know if it's going to have a major effect in the outcome of the season. I know what I just previously said, that that this could be the thing that, I mean, could is a, (laughs) leaves a lot of room for error there. But, but the other way out of this is not necessarily, look, we we talked about how there's two types of tackles in the, in the league, right? There's the kind of tackle that you can put on an Island and can do their own thing without help. And there's can't. Yep. Right. What this means is that no matter who you put out there, you're going to pr- be providing them help, right? Yep. There's just not going to be the same number of five-man protection schemes in the passing. So yep. you mean- it means you're going to have one guy less out and route. I-, I think that there's like this uh, preconceived uh, notion. I- and look, people need to stop listening to Jerry and Stephen Jones talk after this stuff. Like they're just speaking to the media. Half of what they say is nonsense. I think – when, but one thing that they did say was that this is going to require more of the onus be put on the offense. Everyone kind of rushed to say that that was Dak. I don't think it is just Dak. I I really do think that this is going to be spread out amongst the entirety of the offense because – what it's going to mean is that the, you're going to have one less wide receiver out in route because you're going to have one guy back into protection. So you're going to need that uh, those wide receivers to step it up in order to get open because you have less options out in route. You're going to need a tight end to, to, to be able to pass block a little bit better to kind of you know make up for the fact that you can't put a guy out on an island. same goes for Zeke. I, I think D- Dak is going to be the person that's going to take the lion's share of this, but – It's not only Dak, and
0: and I think that there are not only the offense either, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. Defense is going to have to step up. The special teams are going to be better. The, The other thing that I would say, Landon, is that, and it sounds so weird because you would, I mean, with Tyron getting gone or being gone, you would think the wiggle room is completely gone now, right? Like, but I would say you have absolutely no wiggle room left on the offensive line, right? If let's say it's Tyler Smith playing left tackle and it's Terrence Steele at right tackle. I can't even tell you how much how, – how detrimental it would be if Terrence Steele rolls an ankle out for four weeks, right? Yeah. Now we're at the very last part of it of guys that you've at least had in your building that can play. Like they just don't have any more wiggle room if they get another offensive line injury. That's what's kind of scary here.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's – I mean, obviously that's why I feel like they still need to bring one more person in, right, is, yeah. is insurance more than anything. Uh, look, I, I think – there are ways to schematically get around all of this. This is not the end of the season before it even starts. It was gonna make everything more difficult on offense. There's just no way around that. But can this team get around that? Yeah, I, I actually sure. think they can. They still have Dak Prescott, they still have the schedule that they have. Um, you know, and I think that it's just going to be about Reconfiguring how your offense goes about doing business. I, like I said, I think this means more twelve personnel, more six and seven man protections, yep. uh, which you know may lean in more to what they want to do anyways. You know, like
0: they they have they don't necessarily have the wide receiver core as it stands right now to run a bunch of three wide receiver sets. Well, so. It also might just be a whole philosophical shift on how they want to play football this year. Like, last year it was all about getting ahead as quick as possible and letting the defense tee off, right? I kind of wonder now they're going to be going back to a little bit more of, let's grind out some of these games. That doesn't necessarily mean running the ball a lot, but, like, just playing it at a much slower pace than what we're used to seeing, right? Instead of trying to have 40 dropbacks in a game, let's go to 34, Right. And just taking up a little bit more clock so our offensive tackles aren't exposed as much. I think you're gonna see them do some of that. And maybe they especially, should anyway. Especially because, early, right? Yeah, well, especially and, early. Especially early. And let's be honest, I, I don't think Tyron Smith played all that well in the playoff game, right? I mean, part of the reason that they struggled on offense is because I think they felt like they had usual healthy Tyron Smith playing left left tackle, and he didn't play well. He had multiple penalties, gave up some pressures, like maybe it is time for them to shift the way that they play offense a little bit.
1: Yeah. I mean, neither one of the tackles played well in that game. And so, I mean, at the very least now that they've got two younger guys that obviously aren't going to be as good as Lail Collins or Tyron Smith in their prime, but maybe you're not, you know, maybe that doesn't exist anymore. Maybe Tyron Smith prime and Lail Collins prime doesn't exist anymore. So um, I I think that, I think that, that they're, their shift should be to kind of lean into the youth movement, uh, develop these guys. They have talent. They just need to take their lumps. And I think that ultimately what that means is that, you know, the first, all those things I described, the 12 personnel, the the higher protection schemes, I I think it's just, it's, it's what's what you're going to see early on in the season as these guys are developing. I mean, and, and, you know, the hope is is that you get six or seven games into the season and, uh, you've seen some improvement from Tyler Smith and you don't feel like you need to do that all the time. And maybe that can change the philosophy as the season goes on, as Gallup gets healthier, uh, you know, he sees things develop a little bit. This isn't the end of the season. You know, it's incredibly frustrating. It's incredibly sad because of the, who the player is. Um, but this is still a situation where the Cowboys, like you said, none of the goals have changed. None, none of the – it's just how they're going to have to accomplish it can they overcome this stuff?
0: It's gonna uh, be hard. It, Nobody's yeah.
1: saying it's gonna be easy, right? I just but but it's not uh, over.
0: And everyone needs to kind of it, back it, away from
1: the ledge a little bit on yeah, that it,
0: part. It, of it. It, it's a devastating loss. I mean, we're not gonna sugarcoat it, and we haven't, right? It's it's a huge loss. But I also don't think it's the same loss as it was in 2017 when you didn't have Tyron Smith. I
1: think for I a
0: couple of reasons. Number one, actually, for three reasons. Number one, Jason Garrett's not your head coach right? uh, Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy are just better at hiding tackles than Jason Garrett. It's just the truth. Number two, Tyron Smith is not the same player as he was in 2017. Losing Tyron Smith in 2017 is a whole lot different than losing him in 2022, right? I mean, as good as he was last year, he's just not the same player. And number three, your quarterback's better, right? I think Dak is a whole lot more mature than he was in 2017. He's got a better feel of when to get rid of the ball. So I think, It's gonna hurt, but I think it might hurt a little bit less than it did five years ago compared to now.
1: I think fans in general don't have the resilience that these football teams do, which is understandable. Our job is to sit here and and watch this and get upset about it or be excited about it and and react, right? But you know they're not going to just fold up and give up. And I I think that there is uh, there's still there's still lots of hope with this team. It's just it's not it's yeah. (laughs) All the games are left. Guys. Oh yeah! yeah. All the games are left. Uh, you know, and that's the other thing too to remember is that, and it kind of goes back to. And this last thing I'll say, it kind of goes back to what we talked about yesterday. If the games were being played right now, that phrase, "if the games were being played right now," is the is the worst phrase for any kind of all season discourse because none of the games are being played right now. And as much as we're upset about what's going on right now, they still have two weeks to try to correct course. We still don't even know what the plan is moving forward. So at the very least, we should wait and see what the plan is, see how it works out. Every single year we get to this point, and every single year we tell you that we don't know what's going to happen. The NFL is just insanity. And as much as you can't predict what's going to happen, maybe we can't predict the the positive things that could happen as well to this team moving forward.
0: I just want We've been through this thing for several years now, not necessarily with Tyron, but a lot of times with Tyron, where, hey, after week one, the Marcus Lawrence breaks his foot after they lose to Tampa yeah. Bay, and Michael Gallup's out six weeks or seven weeks or eight weeks with a calf injury, and Lyle Collins gets suspended in the same week. Remember, I mean we we went through all this between weeks one and week two last year, and the Cowboys still won a lot of games. Like, I'm not it's not going to be easy, but it can be done. So we'll see what they uh, they have in store over the next couple of weeks. We got a preseason game to preview tomorrow, believe it or not, which seems. Like trivial at this point yeah it really <laughs> really does especially after we were knocking on wood that the cowboys were the healthiest we've seen them coming out of training camp yesterday i guess you can blame i, I, I mean i i clearly told the,
1: the the gods in the sky that i was knocking on wood everybody heard it right the like, old
0: gods in the new yep yep <laughs> i know i know uh all right thanks again for making lifetime cowboys your first listen of the day uh, hopefully we did not you too much i don't feel <laughs> bad. Uh, it's Fantasy Draft Week on Locked On Podcast Network, so make sure you go fa- follow the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast uh, and listen to Vinny, uh, Vinny Iyer, the fantasy expert over there who brings over 20 years of NFL expertise and a unique angle to give you the moves no one else has. Get ready for your fantasy draft with Locked On Fantasy Football. You can follow Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Follow the show at Locked On Cowboys, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher. See you guys next time.